0: Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to the Phil Fabulous Show.
1: Cool. I'm all yours. Thanks for getting the lunch with me.
0: Oh, thank you. It's so lovely to meet you finally. Um, So for my followers and viewers, um, Rob Moore, multi-millionaire, co-founder of Progressive Properties. This is what happens when you do lives outside. I don't know what that noise is. And um, most uh, famously known as a disruptive entrepreneur. Thank you so much for coming today. I wanted to talk today about the modern entrepreneur. So, entrepreneurs are everywhere at the moment you know they're growing really fast and um, there's minority women they're all jumping in in the ring and, and with great success what do you think has changed this explosion of entrepreneurship recently
1: i think the internet's probably helped um, because thank you johnson fizzy or still
0: uh still for me okay. i'm okay yeah. with that
1: yeah, uh, I think the fact that you can reach pretty much anyone on the planet through social media, um, I think that there's um, been some big name people who've sort of celebritized and popularized entrepreneurship. If you think back in the day, autobiographies of people like ja- um, James Dyson, Richard Branson, you know, all those kind of people, um, that was that made entrepreneurship sexy if you like <laughs> and then because now in in the modern world there's instagram influencers you know people like grant cardone and gary vaynerchuk tim ferris all these big americans yeah you know have millions of followers and and they are entrepreneurs and people don't just want to be celebrities now for the sake of being a celebrity although there's still plenty of people that do but actually they want to be an entrepreneur or a hustler or um, you know let's be honest I think the idea of freedom the idea of being your own boss um, you know the idea of taking control of your own financial destiny I think that's attractive to a lot of people um, uh, and of course that's changed my life because um, when I was employed it, just didn't really work for me I can't really be told what to do I'm not a good employee yeah, yeah. Um, so starting my business 15 years ago was a bit of a godsend really
0: yeah what jobs did you have before I,
1: had a, I was a pub landlord um, I tried my own art business but that didn't go so well I did an architecture degree but didn't do anything with it I've had cleaning jobs okay. you know, bar jobs hotel restaurant jobs um but yeah it's difficult having a job when you don't like being told what to do
0: yeah exactly the freedom Um,
1: yeah
0: freedom of being able to do what you want but Mm. obviously you have to work an awful lot harder but the rewards you reap the rewards don't you
1: yeah well i think when you start you probably have to put the hustle in you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard but it is a bit of a myth that you just have to work 15 hours a day Mm for 10 years to be an overnight success like a you know a fraternity of the influencers say it's all about hard work and hustle um but i retired for the fifth time two months ago i'm 41 and i've had periods months or years of my life where i've not really worked at all since i've been an entrepreneur and i think if you've got good outsources good systems good processes good management then it doesn't have to be 15 hours a day you know, for decades mm. um, and that's kind of a bit of the narrative I'm putting out there is you don't have to have no family no friends and no hobbies if you want to be a successful entrepreneur you don't have to make those sacrifices yeah. anymore
0: no that's actually one of my questions that definitely I feel the entrepreneur today um, really looks at their own lifestyle, the balance between home and work, do you agree? I mean, you know, before it was all work, you know, you heard of the entrepreneur hardly seeing the family, they were just out working all day, every day, Um, and you know, the family never really even saw them, Yeah. so that's kind of uh, where you're going with that, so it's really changed.
1: Yeah, well I think it depends what you want, Um, and I think it depends on your values and understanding that. So. If you look at some of the really big entrepreneurs, maybe Elon Musk, maybe Steve Jobs, they probably had a a highly concentrated um, value or values. Um, So moving back from that, someone who equally values health, wealth, spirituality, happiness, hobbies, social, vocational, and I think they're the seven main areas, I might have missed one. People who value those all equally are going to get success in those areas divided by seven or eight. People who value just work all day, every day, that's the most important thing to them. They're probably going to be very successful at work, but they're probably going to have attrition elsewhere. You know, sometimes people say, oh, well, yeah, these billionaires who get divorced or really, you know, unhealthy lifestyle, that's just because they obsess about their um, companies and their work because that's their highly concentrated value. Yeah. So I'm not here to judge whether someone wants to be a billionaire but you know have attrition in other areas of their life or they want a balanced life that's Mm -hmm. really up to you to decide but really you've got to work out what's most important to you in your life and if having a really good social life is important and having you know family life is really important and having really good health and fitness is important then you will make time for them but that time comes at a cost which means it replaces other things Yeah. so understanding what's most important to you in your life um, and then compartmentalising your diary and focusing on the key areas and importantly saying no to non-opportunities yeah. right, or distractions. So I loved, I loved martial arts. I, was, I, I didn't mean to but I stopped that when I started my company. I didn't really pursue a lot of friendships. Right. Um, I probably wasn't as fit. I didn't, probably didn't train as much just because um, business and entrepreneurship became my obsession and whilst that got me quick results, I became a millionaire before 31, um, it definitely had a cost and that cost was I'm 35 years old and, okay, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a happy relationship and I've got a great company uh, or companies, but I didn't really have much other balance, but I didn't really think I wanted it. As I got older, I had children um, you know, and decided, actually, I want to enjoy hobbies, maybe travel. I want some good relationships. Um, I decided to not just be an obsessive entrepreneur doing it 15 hours a day. Yeah. I, I really, towards the back end of my retirement, I sort of wound down to working maybe three hours a day. Wow. I interviewed Robin Sharma on my podcast. He reckoned max five hours a day is what you need to work and I managed to get it down to three. Now, if you focus on key result areas, income generating tasks, uh, and you're highly productive, Um, then you can get done in three hours what you otherwise might get done in nine
0: yeah Um, I'm
1: not here to judge because someone might just love business and entrepreneurship and not really bothered about anything else if you're 21 and you're single you don't have family and mortgage and all that to worry about yeah if you're 45 and you've got three kids and you've got a big mortgage and you've got a couple of car loans you have got other things you've got to think about yeah it is possible to balance more than one area of your life But I don't think it's possible to balance 7 or 8 or 10 and have them all effective. There's always going to be a cost. So you've got to work out what's most important to you. I think.
0: Yeah, you've just really hit on some really key points. and saying no is one of the biggest yeah, yeah. things that I've learnt recently, because I just never ever want to see opportunities go. So I'd end up saying yes to as many things as I could, and before you know it, I'm you know really burnt out, and I'm like just not as productive. Yeah. So over the years, would you say how have you seen yourself change as an entrepreneur? Say, let's say in the last ten years, from where you know you're just your mindset. How have you changed?
1: Well, I definitely think learning to say no has been one of them. Um, Now, some people are very clear on what they want and if they find it easy to say no to Mm -hmm. the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Some people, though, are very opportunistic, like myself, maybe like you, Mm -hmm. and we find it hard to say no because we want opportunities, we have fear of missing out. We probably have a little bit of an unrealistic expectation of what we can actually manage to do in a day. Sometimes we think we're a bit superhuman when we're not. Um, So I've definitely got better at saying no. And I think what I learned is that conflict is good, as long as you're not angry, aggressive and violent, but actually some conflict is good because it teaches the world your boundaries. Yeah. So I think sometimes you've got to push back to show the world, okay, this is my boundary, don't encroach it. Um, Because there's no point letting people encroach your boundaries and then getting upset with them if you let them. Yeah. Um, The next thing is, there's always a cost. So um, you might think you're losing out on on an opportunity if you say yes, but if you say yes, you're missing out on something else you could be doing. So you're always losing something. Yes. You're either saying no and losing that opportunity or you're saying yes and losing another opportunity that could come in because you've filled the time. So I think if you've got an abundant mindset around opportunity where you think there'll always be opportunity and there'll always be more to come, it's better to take an opportunity based on what's right, not based on fear of missing out. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely got better at saying no. I think I've got better at dealing with my emotions. Okay. I mean, that's not easy for someone like me. I'm an emotional guy. I tend to get really excited and then I tend to hit the floor and have yeah. a bit of a crash and I'm a bit bouncy, ding dong. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, like those graphic equalizers <laughs> um, back in the day. Um, whereas I know people around me, my business partner, for example, my wife, they're much more balanced in that they have a, a sort of a a a more narrow frequency range their excitement is uh, uh, not as high and their down is not as low yeah
0: that's perfect for you Um,
1: yeah it's it's definitely a good balance for me to have that um, grounding energies around me Um, but yeah I I can get very excited or I can beat myself up a lot um, or get stuck in something in my mind Um, So managing my emotions, i.e. when things are really high, just making sure like, oh, stay calm. Yeah. Um, And then when things are really low, reminding myself, actually, they're not really low. I'm just seeing the downsides, look at the upsides, maintain gratitude. Mm. Um, You know, if people criticize me or troll me or talk about me or there's defamation or, you know, people are trying to bring my name into disrepute or leverage my name to get views or build their own brand which happens more and more now Um, and incidentally I've got better but um, you know I used to think when you get better the criticism would get less that's a a fantasy as you get better and bigger it gets more yeah um, because there's more people that know you Um, but learning to manage my emotions and maybe not rant or lose my rag or not beat myself up and just stay balanced I think that's Definitely something big that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some skills like sales, marketing, strategy, recruitment, leadership, management. You know, these are all skills you need to learn to be a good entrepreneur. I think the modern entrepreneurs are good generalists, I think. You know, they know a bit of a lot of things. Um, I wouldn't say I'm particularly good at one thing. I would say I've just got a good overall broad knowledge of many things yeah and then what i'll do is align myself or hire experts and specialists in individual areas
0: yeah i think that's so important and that's something as as well that i've learned over the years is if you don't have to be good at everything you know outsource 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 the things that outsource the things that even just take more time you know are you better off i mean that's something my mother always taught me you know if you're but if you if you can do something can make it you know earn more money doing something else then another, you know, opportunity
1: cost of time.
0: That's exactly. You here. know, you're, d- you're
1: doing the £15 an hour task, yeah. which means you can't do the £100 an hour task.
0: Exactly. And
1: instead of looking at what it would cost you through missed opportunity, you look at what it would cost you to hire an outsourcer for 15 quid an hour. Yeah. It's a false economy.
0: Yeah.
1: But until people can physically see it, they don't get it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. The modern entrepreneur, I, I think, it's definitely changed in the way um, the formality has changed. You know, you can see emails are a little bit more informal. Um, you've got WhatsApp now, people with emojis, you've got dress, you know, people aren't wearing suits. Mm. You know, they're not suited and booted all the time. I don't think I've ever seen Mark Zuckerberg in a suit. No. You know, what's your take on that?
1: I personally like that because I think it brings individuality into the mix. Yeah. Okay, you can wear an individual suit. And you can still brand yourself in an individual way in the more formal um, environment. But it's much easier to express yourself and your individuality um, when essentially there is less formality.
0: Yeah, it's not necessary though, is it? Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, I would argue in a way that formality is a bit of an act. You know, you're putting on a suit to pretend to look a different way I Mm. mean if you love wearing suits and you'd wear a suit normally to go out and you like to dress up great you could actually argue wearing like a full on suit now is quite unique because a lot less people are doing it but if you're putting on a suit to change who you are to try and show a, a version of you that isn't really true and you hate wearing the suit Mm, that's not really, I don't think that has um, full integrity. Yeah. Um, so um, when it comes to dress, I tend to wear clothes where um, either it's my brand disruptive or it's designers where I relate to the story. Um, and I feel that there's a story and a message in what I wear, not just clothes. So I can express my individuality and what, um, what I believe in through, through what I wear. And yeah, I like a good emoji or a good (laughs)
0: LOL,
1: ROFL, FML, (laughs) WTAL.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I think, yeah, I think in business, being able to express your individuality, of course, in a way that your ideal client is going to relate to, there's no point being so out there that actually your clients think you've gone a bit crazy. Yeah.
0: And that's a bit bit too too extreme. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And also, of course, it depends on the business you're in. If you're an entrepreneur and um, like us you're, se- you're selling information and you know like, like um, basically people's new career and working for themselves i think you've got more freedom to express yourself yeah if you're in a highly regulated industry or if you're in like healthcare or whatever you've obviously got a lot more um regulation and rules which there needs to be yeah. which is important as yeah. well you know, in some areas of business, you need to wear functional clothing. In mine, you don't. don't I, I can wear what I want. Yeah, that's um, brilliant. I could wear a mankini if I wanted.
0: <laughs> oh no, please, no. <laughs> I don't want to see any more lives with Oh my God, that'd be shocking. So I, I talk with um, a lot of people. I know a lot of people. I network with a lot of people. And you know, sometimes I come across entrepreneurs extremely successful, you could see that they could go into another direction but the minute you talk about something that's current and happening or pivoting they they find it very difficult to change their ways or change systems Uh, I just I just feel like they're losing out what's your opinion to them
1: Um, well look I'm not one to judge uh, and I think we're all battling with our own demons yeah and they could be lockdown they could be economy recession they could be your own baggage and things that have happened to you um, you know that are very personal Um, but if someone is struggling to adapt to uh, the new environment which is maybe going from face to face to one line because of all the lockdown, the quarantine, um, or having to change business completely because their business has really struggled, I would just remember that um, there's not the strongest that survive, it's those that are most adaptable to change. And actually where you perceive a change is bad, um, which ultimately is chaos, there's always order created after chaos. Yeah. Empires always fall and new empires are always built and that's a cyclical thing and this is the nature Very of evolution. Point. So just, I really think that the biggest thing that any entrepreneur can arm themselves with, the single biggest thing, and I'm always pushed, what's the most important trait as an entrepreneur? And there are loads, but if, yeah. I, if you were, had a gun to my head and you said, Rob, I only pick one, I would say it was embracing, adapting, to change yes.
0: um,
1: and being innovative and creative and ahead of change and not seeing change as bad and not holding on to the old and trialing new things all the time. I'd say that is the key entrepreneurial skill.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Trying Trialing new things. I think that's just really hit it on the head for me. So what, would, what three tips, I mean, you just covered some brilliant ones there, but three tips by themselves for an entrepreneur who's just starting out of any age, what three tips or, or what advice could you give them?
1: Well, I think you've got to understand what business you want to set up. Some people want to be an entrepreneur for the sake of it. Um, or some people have got a business model that's really not scalable. Um, I don't know. Um, cake decorating with only green icing for women over 85 in Iceland. Is probably. So I see some people's niche and I, mean, like, I think, oh, that's a bit too niche or I'm not sure that's scalable or monetizable. So you've got to have a good business model. Um, that, that's definitely the first thing. I think you've got to focus on service. Um, some people want to be an entrepreneur because they want to make loads of money. Yeah, That's great if you've got a great product and a great service and, you can, and you're good at putting that message out to the world, then you'll do well. Yeah. But I think you can't be purely selfish. You've got to balance selfish and selfless. So how does your product serve? Um, how does it solve for people? What pains and problems are people experiencing in your niche that you could solve? You could create a product or service around that people would pay for under fair exchange. Yeah. So I think that's important. I think leveraging um, free and low cost media, so social media now. I mean, if you just think about Facebook, get this: Facebook is not one social media platform. You have stories, you have a profile, you have a you could have a page as a person, a page as a business, a group, and Facebook ads. That's six different platforms just in Facebook. Yeah. So when you um, multiply those out across other channels, there's at least 15 different social media platforms that can be leveraged, which are all free, and you can access thousands or hundreds of thousands of potential customers. Yeah. Um, Not overnight, because it takes time to set up all these profiles, but very quickly, way quicker than 50 years ago, when, you know, if you were in a local town, you didn't really have any customers outside of your local town.
0: Yeah, over what period, do you think? What period do you think you could build enough of a sort of, you know, a good following?
1: Mm, Well, I mean, it depends on um, lots of variables. Like, how much of a start does someone have, and how much time do they have, and how... Like, oh, fait are they with social media already? Yeah. I mean, you could get all the platforms set up in a day.
0: Yeah.
1: In theory. Yeah, true. You could spend a day or two yeah. populating them and you could spend the next few weeks building up content in all of them. So definitely within a few weeks, you could have a reasonable profile across a lot of social media channels. I mean, that's fast. Yeah. And yeah. it could be quicker if you, you know, you're, you really lock yourself away and get it done.
0: Yeah, no, to to be honest, I've followed obviously a lot of your work and and I've really uh, a lot of formulas for social media. I've applied them and I am getting great, uh, great results actually. Great. Um, Yeah, I think I did a paid ad recently for about $15, Uh, incredible hits for my podcast. Incredible. It's like crazy. So definitely social media the power of social media is just pretty awesome. Mm. So, Rob, I love, you have lots and lots of quotes, um, and two of my favorite of yours is, um, start now, get perfect later, and uh, set to reset. I mean, I literally am sometimes, the beginning of lockdown, I was like, start now, get perfect later. When I was doing new, you know, like the podcast and setting things up. So, yeah. you have lots of them, and I have, lo- I love affirmations. In my book, I have lots of affirmations, and I use your quotes like affirmations. Could you, Name all
1: your other ones. Oh, wow. Go through them as many as you can, because they're brilliant, by the way. So um, some of these I've obviously um, borrowed off other people. and I want to give them credit. Um, So Set to Forget and Work Hard Enough Not to Have to Work Hard. So Work Hard Enough Not to Have to Work Hard, I think, was Richard Templer in one of his how he wrote all these books. um, I think, you know, How to Be Rich... How to be happy. Yeah. Oh no, rules. Yeah. Rules of work, rules of life, yeah. rules of wealth, etc. So have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. I like that one. I suppose the one I'm known for the most is if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Now that is mine. Yeah. Um, and I didn't borrow that from anyone else. Um, and people will hate about you the very thing that's great about you, which really means that no matter what you do, that some perceive as good and that you perceive as good,
0: Oh, thank you. I'll oh, oh, you. Are, are, what did you order? There. You're a diva but, orderer, aren't no, I'm you? Bit, yeah, you are. I'm gluten and dairy, so intolerant. Yeah, yeah. yeah Not diva. diva. Not diva. Diva. Oh, that <laughs> looks oh, nice. that looks amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank, thank you. you. Thanks.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you thank you thank you keep it coming (laughs) lots of vegetables thank you oh no i've got my pepper sauce thanks thank you thank you
0: right looks lovely so just to finish off on then have we? you uh, gone through if i hadn't
1: oh so um yeah start now get perfect later um the first person who told me that was daniel Wagner. like 12 years ago I think and I obviously created a book out of that because I think that that's you know they say done is better than perfect every winner was once a beginner every master was once a disaster oh I
0: love that one. I heard one
1: of them from I think T. Eker. One of them would have been like a famous Chinese proverb, I think. Um, uh, There's a few more I've created, you'll probably find them um, on my Facebook page.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Lastly, what does feel fabulous mean to you?
1: Um, I think feel fabulous means being grateful. um, Because, look, you can be happy and elated and excited, it's nice to feel that. Um, but they're quite extreme emotions and the higher the highs, is often the lower the lows whereas I think gratitude is more of, of a balanced long burn emotion um, but I also think feeling fabulous, fabulous means honouring the things about you that are great and you know, loving yourself for who you are and uh, um, yeah, understanding that you have real value
0: Thank you Thank All you right. very much So where can my followers um, find you?
1: Um, wow, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so my podcast is called the Disruptive Entrepreneur, and then you, you search my name Rob Moore M W O R E into Google. You'll find my books. I've got another podcast. You'll find all my content, my Facebook page, my YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, excellent. Don't so, hold happening. you anymore. I can oh, it's all right. Room. Let's eat. Uh,
0: yeah. Bon appetit. Thank you.